catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the program for day four of 49ers training camp. It is a solo show today, but still nonetheless a very, very good one. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys like the video. Hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate all the help. But 49ers training camp, day four kicked off today, and it was a fun one. This was probably the offense's best day of the entire uh, entire training camp. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold split the first team reps evenly with Brock Purdy not practicing today, but it was a good day for both quarterbacks. Even Brandon Allen sprinkled in some nice throws as well. For the just just to start it off, here were the stats for the day. Trey Lance threw four of seven. There was a red zone period implemented, hence some touchdowns. Lance had two touchdowns. One was a rushing touchdown. Sam Darnold had three touchdowns, two in the red zone, one out of the red zone. He finished seven of nine on the day, and Brandon Allen finished three of five with a touchdown in the red zone. To start it off, guys, here's going to be the format of today's show. I'm going to be breaking down every single throw. Going to be talking through all the prode- all the progressions for Trey Lance, Sam Donald, and Brandon Allen. Then I'm going to be answering all of your guys' questions. So stay tuned. Make sure you guys drop all of your questions in the chat below because I'll get to them after breaking down how every quarterback played. But to start it off, we got to go to the beginning of the day. It was an interesting day. Not as long of a practice. Uh, ended probably around 11.55. Uh, last practice on Thursday that was open to the fans was until 12:15. So you know a little bit more scrimmage. Hence you saw a lot more snaps from all of the quarterbacks, including Brock Purdy last week. But here's how it started off. Trey Lance was the QB one to begin the day, as has been the case every day that Brock Purdy hasn't practiced. Trey Lance has been the QB one and usually been the guy to get the first set of uh, first set of reps between him and Sam Donald. Lance started it off. The 49ers chose to run the ball three times before the first throw. The first play was an offsides play. Ark Armstead was offsides. Elijah Mitchell took a pitch to the right for a few yards. And then Tyrion Davis uh, Price got first team reps today. We'll talk about him in a minute. But he got a run. And then came the first throw of the day. It was off play action. It was a leak play. George Kittle uh, was uh, George Kittle was the intended target. Lance comes off the play action and fires a dart about 35 yards downfield, hits George Kittle right in stride in between two defenders. There was a defender trailing Kittle, although Kittle had had a good amount of separation. And then George Odom was flying in from the far side uh, or from the middle of the field to the sideline. But Kittle 
able to make the nice back shoulder uh, back shoulder catch. It was a perfectly placed ball by Lance, a great play by Kittle, and it was a 35-yard completion for the first play of the day. Lance started one for one. Then two more runs ensued. One thing did happen, though, on that second run before they flipped sides. Jordan Mason had a good run, and then at the end of the run, fumbled the football. That was a recurring theme, unfortunately, today. We'll talk about him as well when we get to the running backs. But Sam Darnold then took over. He was the quarterback, too. Could not get a throw, though, in his first set of plays. He was sacked by the combination of Kevin Givens and Alex Barrett on his first drop back. So he couldn't get a throw off there. And then it was two runs to end that portion of plays before flipping over to Brandon Allen. He had once one small throw on the play or on that uh, on that drive hit Danny Gray for about 15 yards. It was actually a really nice strike for Brandon Allen to start his day off. Then we go back to the quarterbacks. The second cycle, Sam Darnold took the first team reps. This was a red zone drive, though. The 49ers implemented red zone play for the first time in training camp so far. It was a red zone drive, and Sam Darnold caught fire here. His first ball was one of his best balls of the day, a strike to Brandon Ayuk, 15-yarder. And Brandon Ayuk, it was just uh, it was an end-breaking slant route, um, a, a pretty deep slant, and it hit Ayuk right in stride. Good play there. Amber Thomas was in coverage. He was a step behind. A grid throw from Sam Darnold for the first touchdown of the day. Then he hit Elijah Mitchell on a screen, went for about six yards, just a regular running back screen, before following that up with a off-target throw to George Kittle. It was a bit wide. Uh, Kittle was running an out route. Maybe could have waited a second longer, but also just a bit wide on that throw from Sam Darnold. Uh, that was his first incompletion of the day. Darnold then got one more play before uh, wrapping things up with his first red zone set. He hit Brandon Ayuk again for a touchdown, scrambled to his right side after facing pressure, and then while on the run, hit Brandon Ayuk in the back of the end zone on the far right side for a touchdown. So Brandon, uh, sorry, uh, Sam Darnold, you know, he got great protection on that play, ended up firing a strike on the run to Brandon Ayuk. Finishes three of four in the first red zone set of plays, had two touchdown passes, a really good set of plays for Sam Darnold. Trey Lance trotted out. He was the quarterback number two in the red zone strip of plays for the first session. First play, he hit Tyree Davis-Price on an out route for a few yards. Um, there was a little pressure on the play. Lance dumped it out, got Tyree Davis-Price. He got a few yards after the play. Jordan Mason then took the next play. He ran on, an, uh, on a halfback draw, got a few yards, and then Chris Conley uh, got the next play from Trey Lance. Lance's third completion of the day, hit Conley on a slant for a few yards, and then on the final play of the drive, Lance faced pressure uh, from Spencer Wagey, the undrafted free agent, was able to flush out and run past the defense across the left sideline for a touchdown. Some of these plays, you can argue, was he going to get sacked? Was he? Uh, was it a near sack? Was it going to be, you know, a completion or a successful run? There's argument there. So definitely you could argue there. But I thought Lance had escaped the pocket just like Darnold did on his previous play and got up for a touchdown. That was his rushing touchdown of the day. Then Brandon Allen got a set of red zone plays. His first play was a really good ball, a, bar, uh, a dart across the middle of the end zone to, Brand, uh, to, to Brandon Ayuk, his third touchdown of the first red zone set of plays. It was between safeties, Taylor Hawkins and Miles Hartfeld. A good throw there from Brandon Allen uh, for his second completion of the day. 
he followed that up with a low incompletion to Braden Willis. Uh, the ball was just a little off target, a little too low. Maybe would have been a touchdown on that out route from Willis had Brandon Allen leveled that ball a little higher. But remember, Trey Lance got the first uh, first set of first team reps. Sam Donald got the second set of first team reps in the red zone. So we're back to Trey Lance for the first team reps. This wasn't a red zone drive. This was just regular play. And so Lance started it off with an incompletion on a wheel route. This play was a very interesting play. So uh, Lance faced heavy pressure from his left side, uh, from his blind side, but still managed to fire a uh, ball on across the left sideline on a wheel route to Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell was carried by none other but defensive end Drake Jackson. This was about 20 yards down the field, and Drake Jackson was step-in-step step with Elijah Mitchell 20 yards down the field. The ball hit uh, Drake Jackson right on the shoulder. It was a solid ball from Trey Lance. If he throws it out a little in front, that's a completion to Elijah Mitchell, but still, just a phenomenal play from Drake Jackson, whose speed is unprecedented, carrying a running back 20 yards down the field and being there for that play. A really solid play from Drake Jackson there to break up that pass. That was Lance's lone rep, uh, lone passing rep of this drive, and then that means it flipped over to Sam Darnold. And this was really when Darnold got cooking, but also the receivers started to cook. So there weren't many first-team receivers out there when Lance was out there for the first drive of this uh, or the first drive of this set of plays. It was like guys like Chris Conley and players like that. But the the first-team receivers were there with the second team, both the Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk started the drive um, as the star, as the top receiver, and Donald just looked his way. Uh, IU cooked Deshaun Jameson, the undrafted rookie, on a slant route or an in-breaking route uh, from the right side. Darnold hit him. That was about 15 yards. Then on the next play, Ayuk cooked A.J. Parker on a slant route from the left side, a wide open. Both of these throws are just absolutely wide open. Darnold hits him in stride. Ayuk runs all the way. It was a 15-yard pass and then a 35 yards after the catch for a touchdown. A really nice play from Brandon Ayuk. Just some easy, simple plays here and just getting in stride. Sam Darnold hitting players in stride, looking confident, and the receivers doing the work, just getting wide open. So those two plays from Brandon Ayuk, then Debo Samuel. What is it? The exact same play that Brandon Ayuk just ran on A.J. Parker. A nice slant um, with a fake to the outside. A really nice play. Uh, Debo Samuel was wide open to Sam Donald hits him in stride. So Darnold goes here three for three in this set of plays. Three wide open throws. Really good plays by the receivers. Good balls from Sam Darnold for the completions. And also one one other play. There was a four sets. Uh, it was a, a set of four plays. The fourth play, unfortunately, another good run from Jordan Mason, and he got the ball bunched out again. That was his second fumble of the day. Brandon Allen then came in, and he had one pass in this uh, in this next set of plays. Threw an incompletion, a deep one to Tane Martin. Just got too much air under the ball. Threw it probably a little too late with pressure there, and uh, the ball was just underthrown. Uh, could have thrown it, you know, uh, could I have thrown it earlier, got him in stride because Tay Martin had beaten number 35, who I believe is Shane Williams or Spencer Williams. My apologies on uh, if the name is different, but beat the undrafted rookie corner. Just the ball was a little uh, behind him and he had to wait for the ball to uh, to come to him. So that was Brandon Allen's loaning completion. Then came Trey Lance back as quarterback one. But he's throwing to different receivers. Started off in the red zone, this is, by the way, with a strike to Chris Conley uh, as the, uh, with the first-team offense. 
first play, strike to Chris Conley for a touchdown. Conley was wide open, uh, burned Ambry Thomas on a nice route, and was wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. Then Lance, who was 4 or 5 at the time, had a poor play, missed Debo Samuel, was scrambling to his right, and just missed him wide. It's just not a great, not a good throw from, uh, from Trey Lance. Could have been a catch. Probably wouldn't have been a touchdown, but could have been, you know, if had Debo Samuel run in. Um, missed by Lance there, his first incompletion of the day. Lance then followed that up, uh, or sorry, second incompletion of the day. But Lance followed that up with an incompletion that was bad at the line of scrimmage. Seemed like he was looking in the direction of Brandon Ayuk or looking in the flat, but Drake Jackson made a play, uh, broke the pass up, and another nice play from Drake Jackson, ending Lance's day at 4 of 7. Sam Darnold then took the next set of plays. He was the second team quarterback here in this string of red zone plays. And Darnold's first pass was a screen to Debo Samuel complete. So Darnold had two screens on the day, one to Elijah Mitchell, one to Debo Samuel. And then after two runs, Darnold threw an incompletion over the middle to Juwan Jennings. This was probably Darnold's lone bad pass of the day. Um, aired it out just too high uh, for Jawan Jennings. It was on an in-breaking route. Darnold just missed a little wide and a little too high. I don't know if it would have been caught. Um, you know, it seemed like it could have been a PI there on Deshaun Jameson, but no call, so no PI. But regardless, I don't think the ball would have been caught. Just a little too high from Sam Darnold. He ends his day at seven of nine. Then for the final throw of the day, Brandon Allen hit Ray Ray McLeod for a touchdown, um, and it was a really nice play because. The, the snap was botched. It was a fumbled snap, uh, just a miscommunication between Allen and the center. But Allen was able to pick it up, scramble to his right, and fire for Ray Ray McLeod on an out route near the sidelines for a touchdown. That ended practice. Pretty light practice today, uh, but a good amount of red zone play, which hadn't been there before, and a very solid day for all the quarterbacks. Like I said before, Lance finished 4 of 7, had two touchdowns, including a rushing touchdown. Donald finished 7 of 9, three touchdowns in the red uh, three touchdowns including two in the red zone and then Brandon Allen 3 of 5 had a touchdown to go with it. Overall if you're talking about bad throws, I thought Trey Lance, I charged Trey Lance with only one bad throw despite three incompletions. It was the miss to Debo Samuel in the red zone, the one that was a little too wide. All of his other throws were fine. He had four completions, the one uh wheel route to Elijah Mitchell. I w I didn't hate it. I, I liked it the throw because it was the right read. Kyle Shanahan uh wanted that ball to go there. Right read. It's just Drake Jackson made a hell of a play on the ball. And then the final pass was a pass bad at the line of scrimmage. Not going to blame Trey Lance too much for that. So only one bad throw in the day. Same with Sam Darnold. I thought he only had one really bad throw. Uh, one, like, you know, really just one bad throw in the day. Um, it was the miss to Jawan Jennings in the end zone. He had freed up after, you know, some hand fighting with Deshaun Jameson. Thought he could have caught, uh, you know, thought he could have hit Jennings in stride there. Could have been a touchdown. Just aired it out a little too high. Brandon Allen, his lone bad throw. Or he he had two bad throws, I would say. One was a missed low to Braden Willis in the red zone. And then the second one was his second incompletion. The deep ball where he could have gotten, you know, thrown that ball a little earlier, gotten a little less under it because it was um, an open receiver, but he had to wait for the ball, hence ending up being an incompletion. So that's kind of uh, my notes for the day from the quarterback progressions. Going to start with some questions, then talk about standouts today. What I saw from the offense and defense. So stay tuned in. Make sure you drop your questions, and I'm going to continue forward with them in a minute. Let's start off with 
just greeting some of the people in the comments. 49ers throwback. Thank you guys. Thank you always for tuning in before the show. David, I appreciate your kind uh, compliment here. Appreciate it. Just trying to get the best coverage out for you guys. Uh, Jedi, thank you for tuning in. Same with Steve Choi and Third String All Pro. Jedi here asks, when I get done with my notes, Womack PBU, did he get one today? He did not. There was actually not many pass breakups today. Uh, there was one from... Um, from Williams, number 35, the undrafted corner on the pass that was just a little too aired out from Brandon Allen with the third team. The only other PBU that I charted was Drake Jackson breaking up that pass from Trey Lance to Elijah Mitchell on the wheel route. So no PBU from Womack today. He played exclusively with the second team, and this is where I get into some rotations because who played and who didn't play today? Um, the guys who sat out were an interesting list. So initially, right, you see a lot of players suit up and you don't ne necessarily know who's going to play in team and individual drills. But a couple of players did not suit out today. Trent Williams was not at practice today. Um, seems like a rest day to get him prepared for pads, which start tomorrow. Brock Purdy, despite having a day off yesterday, did not play today, which means he will likely be a full go for Monday and Tuesday of this week. Take Wednesday off and then finish out the week um, on his regular routine. He did not practice today, though. Um, other guys, Christian McCaffrey did not practice today. Um, he was seen in uniform, but also had a just had a hat and shorts on, uh, was seen sit, standing on the sidelines. He was not a participant in practice today. Nick Bosa clearly did not practice today. And Traverius Ward was there in individual drills, did not play at all in team drills, which meant Ambry Thomas got the first team reps opposite of Diamondo Lenore. He also had a little bit of a tougher day, I'd say, because he got targeted. A good amount. So, Ambry Thomas um, was the guy who, uh, you know, he was the guy over Womack who played a little bit with the first team. But those are the guys who mainly stand out. Kittle did practice today. I know people were asking about Kittle. Um, Ark Armstead and Javon Hargrave, they played one set of plays in 11-on-11s the first set. After that, they were not seen. Javon Kinlaw and Kevin Givens resumed the D-tackle one duties today. So, you know, a couple of different rotational changes, a couple of different things because players were sitting out, which likely means everybody should be a full go tomorrow for the first day of padded practices. That'll be a fun watch, but let's stick on topic. Let's stick with today and let's start off with some of the other uh, rotations. I got to start though with running backs. I got to start there because that's a very underrated battle. A lot of people are talking, obviously, about the quarterbacks, but the running backs is where I've got to also start because like the quarterbacks where you see a battle ensuing, uh, in, uh, ensuing forward with Sam Donald and Trey Lance, you also see a battle with the running backs. And a guy who I've had my eye on on the first few days after a strong day one, Tyrion Davis-Price. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tyree Davis-Price, TDP, got first-team reps today. He was there with the first-team offense at times. And again, in training camp, it's hard to distinguish, Are they? do you want them to play with the first team, or is it just rotating in? Because you will see a multitude of second-team players, even potentially third-team players, play with the first stringers and vice versa. You'll see that's why Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, were seen run, running with the twos at times today. You'll see them rotate from the first team to the second team and vice versa. And so... Tyree Davis-Price, though, uh, important to note that he got some first-team reps, and it wasn't only in the scrimmage portion. It was in walkthroughs, too. He was seen, um, you know, taking some carries in the walkthrough portion of practice, which is, you know, the individual portion or in the in the very beginning of practice. He was seen taking some first-team reps. And so his storyline will be interesting to monitor because he came into camp as a potential guy who might not make the roster because of the undrafted free agents that the 49ers have and just because of the disappointing year that he had last year. But now he's continuing to solidify his form. And the question now becomes, do the 49ers carry an extra running back to resort to having one of those undrafted free agents on their roster or not, rather than are they going to carry four and let go of TDP? I think he's had a strong start to camp. He got some first team reps today. The other portion of the running back uh, debacle last week when I saw or yeah, early earlier this week when I saw on Thursday, the second day of practice, TDP was the shine out on day one. Elijah Mitchell was the shine on day two. He was he ran hard. Him and Mason both ran hard. They had a strong practice. Just Mason had another fumble. And that was a recurring theme today. Mason fumbled the ball twice today. And it's tough to see because he had, he had both of the times that he uh, fumbled the ball they were strong physical runs and then somebody punched the ball out. He's got to develop some more ball security skills because that is something to, uh, that's something that I definitely have seen now, you know, three fumbles in a few practices for training camp. It's a little tough, a little tough for sure. And so Jordan Mason, that's the one thing that he's got to get, you know, down because he's a strong running back. He's a good running back that can fit within the confines of the system, but Jordan Mason, He's got to he's got to worry about those fumble issues because the 49ers aren't going to trust him with the football if he continues to fumble. That's the main thing. Elijah Mitchell, another solid day. Wouldn't put him probably on my standouts list just because there wasn't as much running today, uh, at least successful running with the amount of good passing that we saw today. But Elijah Mitchell, another successful day for him. Did not mind at all his performance. He's a guy who continues to run hard, good speed. You'll see him operating uh, in a multiple facets of the game. It's not just the running. It's the uh, it's the blocking and the pass coverage or pass catching. So you'll see him being rotated in a multiple a multitude of different roles. But the important thing to note, right, with the with the running backs, 
with no Christian McCaffrey, there is now a spot where a lot of this competition can occur because now you see Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason splitting those first few reps. You might even see TDP being sprinkled into that first team. And so it gives each of these three guys a bigger portion of reps for them to continue their work. Other running backs to mention, Colin LeBourne and Ronald Awad. LeBourne got a few carries. Awad got maybe, you know, each probably got like two carries today. But LeBourne continues to look solid. He's a, He had a nice cutback run today that I saw. He's a guy who continues to look solid. Like I said last week, he's an NFL type of running back. He's an NFL, uh, he's an NFL running back. Where that ends up being, that's something I'm not sure. And I'm sure the 49ers might want to try and stash both of them onto the practice squad. But what I want to see is... Does Colin LeBourne, you know, kind of push? Does he get into that second team? Because the one thing we saw last year when Jordan Mason was really making that push, they gave him some of those second team reps. And they, you know, they pushed him towards, they they, they allowed him to, to work with a higher level team and face a bit of a better competition with this 49ers defense. And so to me, that's something that I want to see. That's something that I want to continue to watch. How does this running back saga unfold? Is there a clear, definite favorite between Mitchell, Mason, and even Tyree Davis-Price? And if so, how does that battle entail? As well as how does the undrafted rookie battle entail? Does Colin LeBourne show enough to where the 49ers say, all right, we can't put you on our practice squad. We need you on the 53-man roster or we're going to lose you. That's a big question because the 49ers then would be tasked with carrying five running backs on this team, including Kyle Juszczyk. Um, or no, without even Kyle Juszczyk, five running backs on this team, that's going to be a tough, tough sell sometimes when you have the amount of talent that you have on this team, meaning you got to cut somebody else elsewhere. But that's enough on the running backs because the real, real shine of the day was the wide receivers. Talk about the wide receivers, man. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is special. He is a special, special player. Ayuk dominated today. I mean, if I'm going to count the amount of catches that he had today, um, starting from the top, Ayuk, so he started off in the red zone, had a red zone touchdown from uh, Sam Donald, had another red zone touchdown from Sam Donald, caught a pass, a red zone touchdown from Brandon Allen. So he was there. He was he was mixed within first, second, and third team because he got a touchdown pass from Brandon Allen. Three touchdown passes caught in the red zone in the first portion of practice. That's three catches, three touchdowns for Brandon Ayuk. Then cut a 15-yard pass from Sam Donald working with the second team. A 15-yarder on A.J. Parker from Sam Donald working with the second team. This is one that I thought he ran 35 yards after the catch and ended up getting a touchdown on. So that's five catches, four touchdowns in a way for Brandon Ayuk. And then I believe that was his last of the day. So he ended the day with five catches. I mean, Debo Samuel was targeted as well a couple of times too. Um, he had. I believe, yeah, he had an incompletion from Trey Lance, had a completion from Sam Darnold, which was a very similar play to the IU touchdown on the exact same player. Um, so he had, and then after that, he also had a screen pass from Sam Darnold. So two targets, three, uh, or two receptions on three targets, a ton of volume. Definitely the most volume Brandon Ayuk has received thus far this offseason, but a ton of volume for the top players. It seems like, you know, the 49ers and their receivers are getting in a groove, and it was easy. Again, I'll question. You can question um, 
should the 49ers be playing guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel with this against the second team defense? Because it was wide open, those throws from Sam Donald. They were wide open because of how much separation Ayuk and Samuel were able to get from the undrafted rookie cornerbacks that the 49ers are holding on their team. Should that happen? Should they just primarily stay with the first team, remain healthy, and go up against the top competition? That's a question you can ask. But today was a dominant day for the receivers. No drops at all. A strong amount of catches and a strong day for the offenses uh, in a whole. And so it's something something cool to look for. Again, I would probably like to see the disparity between the first and second team receivers be evenly split between the first and second team because it sometimes felt like there were times today where, you know, uh, on, on the George Kittle league play, the receivers were Chris Conley and Danny Gray, right? It's not like Dan, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk were out there with the first team uh, when Trey Lance threw that ball to George Kittle. And again, George Kittle is the top read on that play, but it was Chris Conley and Danny Gray. It wasn't like uh, the top receivers. And so there are times where, you know, the 49ers instill Danny Gray, Chris Conley, and some of their backup receivers in with the first team and then move those top guys to the second team. I think it's important to get everybody involved with everybody. And so that's something that I would point out when talking about the receivers. Tight ends wise, not as weak of a day for tight ends because there weren't too many short, short passes. And that's where the tight ends excelled. That's why, you know, last week when you heard the coverage, they got a lot more, uh, they got a lot more receptions. They got a lot more targets in that first stretch of, uh, uh, of, of plays because it was the shorter area that the 49ers were targeting. But that still, that doesn't mean the 49ers uh, tight ends didn't get any targets. Kittle had the catch of the day with that 35-yarder from Trey Lance. A really nice play, a really nice ball, a really nice catch. Braden Willis had a couple of targets today. Uh, one was at his feet, couldn't catch that. And I believe uh, that, that might have been his lone target or he might have had one more. Um, but no targets for Cam Latu today. Um, Dwelly and Warner, no targets. So it was a light day for the tight ends. A light day for the tight ends after, you know, a, a couple of... Uh, heavier workloads the last few days so that is that that you know uh we'll see how it goes that might be more of the mo for the tight ends overall as practice continues not too much though to see from the tight ends going back to some of the comments jedi says ambry toast they're keeping womack hungry womack has had a good start don't get me wrong to cam has had a good start we'll see if he ever gets that bump up to sometimes play with the first team, he hasn't gotten that yet. But with a day like today where Traverius Ward did not practice, I wonder if this happens one more time and Womack gets the one reps instead of Traverius Ward. Slick here. Appreciate the comment, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, same with Mariah. Thank you for tuning in. And talking about – guys are talking about Drake Jackson. So let's go to the defensive line, right? Because Drake Jackson – is a guy who you guys have to continue to want, keep an eye out for. I said it before training camp. He was a player to watch, and obvious, it's an obvious reason. The 49ers are trusting a second-year defensive end to com uh, complete a role that they've trusted veterans to do in the past and an integral role in their defense in being that uh, defensive end opposite of Nick Bosa. Drake Jackson so far has fit the bill. You know, a quieter day one. Day two, though, beat Trent Williams on two reps with his bend and speed. 
That's something important. And then he also ran stride for stride, a 265, 275-pounder running stride for stride with arguably the fastest running back on the team in Elijah Mitchell, a really solid play there from Drake Jackson, and he was able to get a pass breakup. Just another part of the arsenal of his plays that he's got. So it's it's a cool way to see the 49ers implement Drake Jackson in a couple of ways because that was a unique wrinkle, and it's cool to see him continue to excel as well. So that's something that, you know, uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to continue to watch. How does Jackson's not only how how does his development, but more importantly, how does he how does he feature against run defense? How does he feature um, in the passing game? Um, those two those two probably determine how, the comfortability that the 49ers have in him and what role they might that he might ensue. Cleveland Farrell continue to be the first team defensive end opposite of Drake Jackson. Again, no Nick Bosa, right? So Drake Jackson's assuming that role. Cleveland Farrell, uh, Austin Bryant, and Terry Hyder have taken some first-team snaps. Farrell was the guy who started off today as the defensive end number one. But defensive line has looked solid today. Not necessarily, you know, a highlight day, but they got pressure on a couple of plays. We're able to get a sack. Kevin Givens got a sack on Sam Darnold. We're able to get a sack, got pressure a couple of times that forced the quarterbacks to evade the pocket. So a solid day from the defensive line, not their best day so far, but you know, a solid day, especially when considering that Ark Armstead, Javon Hargrave only played one set and didn't play after that with the first team defense. Same with Charverius Ward. Looking at some other, uh, you know, other other things to, to talk about, let's to go to standouts. I always write a standouts article, but I wanted to talk about some of the standouts from today's camp. Brandon Ayuk, a clear one. Sam Darnold, a clear one. Uh, but some other guys. I mean, Drake Jackson's a guy who you can throw in that list. Um, probably you could throw uh, – who, who was I just talking about? You could probably throw uh, – Let's see, who else do I want to throw on this list today? Um, probably could throw one of the running backs maybe on there. You know, tough day for JP, tough day, uh, uh, tough day for JP with the fumbles, but the rest of the room looks solid enough. And overall, I mean, it's a it's, it was a good day for the offense. So you could look at the run, you could look at the entirety of the offense, right? And the thing that I'll point out again, no Nick Bosa. Limited days for Ark Armstead and Javon Hargrave. But I thought the offensive line held up fairly fine. And this is with Jalen Moore in there, not Trent Williams in there. So this was with Jalen Moore in there. A solid day for the offensive line, I would say, in that they didn't take too many snap uh, sacks. Now, there were a couple of botched snaps, snap fumbles, false starts, and things like that. But overall, you know, I thought it was a good day. There were only, I think, two snap exchanges that were uh, that were muffed. Nick Sakel had one, and then... Um, Jake Brendel and Trey Lance had a miscommunication on a false start type of play as well. So overall, I'd say a stronger day for the offense today, their strongest day of the entirety of camp. And I mean, it's in part due to the quarterbacks. So the 49ers quarterbacks, they had a chance to shine. It was today. And that's uh, that was the biggest thing, right? Tomorrow, pad start. Brock Purdy is going to be back. This was the best chance for Trey Lance and Sam Donald to prove themselves. I think they both answered the bell. They both did what they were supposed to do today. And I think that that's a good sign for the 49ers and hopefully them picking up some steam and momentum. The biggest thing for me is consistency. We'll see if the 49ers are able to develop that level of consistency. Haven't been able to so far, but we'll see if they're able to develop a some level of consistency overall. And I, uh, you know, if, if they can, that's going to be a good sign for this competition.
so far, I'd argue that Sam Darnold is arguably the most consistent quarterback for the 49ers because he's been there all four days and he's accomplished, you know, a solid day for each of those four days. The first day, fairly solid. I'd say Lance had the edge on him the first day. The second day, he was probably the best on Thursday. He was probably the best quarterback. On Friday, it seemed like he still had a couple of chunk plays, still a couple of solid plays. And then today, he was the best quarterback, I would say, probably give him a slight edge over Trey Lance due to the volume of throws and also just due to him hitting open targets and him hitting downfield strikes again they're open because they're 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 top receivers against second level uh defensive players but you got to still credit the quarterback or credit is due and sam donald was cooking today he had a hot day seven of nine is not that easy to accomplish against this defense so a strong day for sam donald good to see him perform as well um and i mean still not at all a bad day it was a very solid day for trey lance as well in my grades i'll probably end up giving donald an a Lance a B, a B plus to an A minus somewhere around there once I finalize and figure out those type of grades. But it was a good day for sure for the offense. Defensively, you talk about defense. The defensive line was a little altered, obviously. The cornerbacks were a little altered. And that changed things because it's a lot different when Avery Thomas is out there versus Trevorius Ward. It gives the 49ers quarterbacks a little more confidence on who to target, who to throw to, and who they believe can get open on these uh, variety of plays. And so with more backups in for the 49ers defense, that's where the offense was able to thrive. We'll see what continues tomorrow because I expect all the players that didn't really play much today or didn't play at all today, I expect them all to be full because tomorrow is pads. Tomorrow's day one of pads, which means it's going to be exciting because I get to see one-on-ones for both offensive line and wide receivers. And so that's something that I'll continue to report. But overall, like I said, day four, a fun day for the offense, their best day so far. We'll be writing a lot today, talking, breaking down every position. So if you didn't hear my position breakdowns, always do my offense and defense articles. Going to be writing about my standouts of the day. Going to be writing about the quarterback performances and what I thought from every single throw. So there's a lot of content to come out. So be sure to check out 49erswebzone.com and also check out my YouTube channel. That's where you're going to see all of the latest comments. Jedi here says tomorrow is going to be lit, that atmosphere. I agree. Tomorrow is going to be a very fun day. I believe tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow is Dwight Clark Day. So that'll be another nice day uh, next Monday. But tomorrow is the first day of Pat. It's going to be a fun day. Don't know how big of a practice it'll be. I'd assume a little lighter given it's day one of pads. But the 49ers, they've got a lot looking forward, a uh, lot looking uh, forward for them. And that's going to be a fun uh, practice, you know, to, all, uh, to, to go through tomorrow when we go and talk about padded practice day one. For now, though. This is it for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's practice report. A lot of content will continue to come out. Might even stream later today. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned. Be sure to hit the notification bell on the channel. Be sure to subscribe. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.